Well, hi and welcome to the Connect Podcast. And uh, I'm really pleased today we have our spiritual parents, pastors Lauren and Kelly, all the way from C3 Calgary uh, with us today. We just had what... You had a great, what, great what morning. A <clears throat> right. It was so special. If, if you missed it, go and listen to the podcast first from the Sunday and uh, get the download on that. And my goodness. So, so great to have you with us, Lauren, Kelly. Yeah. It's good to be here. <laughs> Tell us, today we're, we're in this series, Glory Revealed, and uh, you brought a message on identity. And the thing that I find so incredible, wouldn't you say, is that there's no more glorious moment in any one person's life when you come to a, a knowledge and understanding of your identity as a person, totally. would you say? Yes, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and the thing, the thing about um, discovering who you are never stops. Never. Because, right? So in, in, I was just talking to a man outside. I said, um, he said, thanks for that. And um, I said, so tell me about yourself. And he said, well, I'm a father. I said, oh, you haven't always been. What's that like? So what, what you put behind the words, I am, yeah. self-identifies and reveals you. So people actually will, they come up with this already. Right. Right. And so it's reversing some of the things that you say about yourself if they're not what the Bible says about you. Yeah. And, and connecting your identity to the, the scriptures, the word of God that bring life and healing and strength and hope. Absolutely. And I believe that the Lord has put within each one of us his revelation of who we are right. and sometimes that's so deep but the lies yeah. that we believe kind right. of crowded out totally and this morning just really feeling like we're in a, a greenhouse right yeah where as as the soil's prepared the word of god is revealed and then yeah. you know the worship was just the watering that that seed that has been planted in you um, wow. about your identity yes. even from the beginning right. It, right. It's, yeah. it's so deep yeah. that once, once the Lord starts to uncover that and water that and yeah. it starts to grow, that's His glory what a moment. revealed yeah. so such a good morning very true, such yeah, I love that that's great dear, that, and the seed is incorruptible mm-hmm. like it doesn't, it's not it, it can't be, nothing can extinguish it Love. It just needs a couple qualities, like a little bit of the right environment, a little bit of sunlight, a little bit of water. And this is what happens at church. You had it all today. We had sunlight, water, and then we had this, uh, once again, like the revealing or the, of the seed. So very exciting, very exciting morning. It really is. Now, the passage you looked at uh, in the morning, it was, it was coming out of the back, uh, Matthew 3. Yeah. Where Jesus' baptism. He got a word. Where, it would, where it, God acknowledges Jesus' identity in that moment. Yeah. And then into Matthew 4. Yeah, well, part of the, you know, the thing for all of us, um, especially in church life, uh, in chapter 13 of John, where it says that Jesus knew who he was, that he came from the Father. Yeah. And so, first of all, he knew where he came from. He knew what he was there to do. And then he knew where he was going. Those three dimensions actually help form our identity. And then it says he he took put on a, a towel and served. If you don't understand your identity you'll serve to try and gain your identity. Oh, so true. So that's dangerous in church life, right? So only the really secure, knowing who they are, where they come from, are able to serve because otherwise they try and find their identity either in their gift or their activity or something. Rather than getting your identity settled, 
and then, and then uh, function out of that. I love that. So to start today, I, I definitely want to encourage you to read through the end of uh, chapter 3, yeah. Jesus' baptism, and then Matthew chapter 4. The cool thing about that in that whole experience as Jesus goes out into the desert to be tempted is he encounters some things that all of us encounter. You know, the, the fleshly desires, the, the moments right. where we all want to be someone significant on the mountain right. and, and rule and reign over whatever situation we're in in life. There's right. all different challenges that we all do, all right. encounter. And, and, and like you're saying, a lot of them often press against what is our identity. They cloud it. Right. They, they take us into a, a place where we, we turn away from what God says. Yeah and start heading towards something else. And right. so look through those different, because the enemy comes and he asks certain questions, doesn't he? Instantly. Yeah. Instantly. He'll, he, and, and what he does is he basically comes with this question, who do you say that you are? Who do you think you are? Who that's do, essentially right? what he's getting that's, at. That's what he's getting. He's, yeah. trying to, he's trying to keep your identity rooted in carnality yeah. rather than your heavenly identity revealed from the Father. Wow. So our identity comes from the Father. It's where it comes from. Yes. And so if, if you don't get it from the Father, you'll actually look from from surrogate fathers or from uh, activities or uh, performance. The biggest thing I prayed at the end was about people, okay, you don't have to work to be, to be. you already are. Yeah. And then you come from that place. So when Jesus was given the word, it says that heavens, the heavens open in chapter 3 and verse 17, and then a voice came. And, um, and my contention is when the Lord wanted to call me a well-loved son, I didn't feel well-loved or that was not affirmed in me, so yeah. I couldn't even hear the word. Really? So you have to come to a place where you're actually a hearing point. Yeah. And Jesus was at this point, he'd been fasting, and then the Lord speaks, and he was uh, affirming, it's twice in the New Testament, but he simply affirms, that's my boy. And how many young men want to hear that, that you're my son? Absolutely. I just hear it's, a, it's a, such a profound statement or, or you're mine, you belong. This, you're in my heart and you're mine. And, and, and the sense of belonging that, that we all look for comes from, being, uh, the, comes from the word of God or hearing the voice of God saying, you're mine. I chose you. You're qualified. Go get them. <laughs> Absolutely. So here's the thing. It's the, uh, God has, speaks words over us. Right. Right. Uh, Right. But what, what, the first thing, I want to get a bit of vulnerable in your connect group tonight. I want you to share with one another what, what would you say your identity is. Don't, don't put any caveat or any boundary not, on Not it. what you do, not your nationality, yeah. not your occupation. But just, just speak about your identity and be honest enough with one another. Right. Because it will identify for you, even as you just confess it, where you're at. Because you talked about this, that your identity, you, there's, there's moments in your life where your identity is realized and it changes, it kind of yeah. Well, a progression. Well, well, what happens, you'll find if you look around, you'll find that our identity comes from what we identify with. Yeah. And so for, for some of us, you know, those of us like motorcycles, we begin to identify with motorcyclers for a bit of the activity. Yeah. And, you know, and then you start to look and act and dress and talk and you get together with other Harley riders and we're, we're talking about, you know, shocks and carb kits and stuff because that becomes now your identity is... And, uh, you know, is locked into that because you're identifying with that. Well, my purpose of the message this morning is to get people identifying with your, your heavenly identity. Yeah. Identifying with, uh, with what Christ and what his word says that who you are. And that revelation then begins to release a new activity about in, in our world. So what happens with uh, the, on, the, on the basic level here for Jesus in chapter 4 begins with saying as soon as he was given the word of who he was, the enemy contested that word. So yeah. he says, you're my son. And he said, well, if you are God's son, 
then do this. So he, he's trying to get them to prove their identity by an action. Yeah. Rather than just being, oh, okay, I'm a, I'm a well-loved son. I, I don't have to do anything for that. I can tr- rest in that. And so, so what happened, you know, later on uh, in, uh, in John chapter 1 was about um, the, the um, when, when uh, he, he, this is what we did, what he did with John the Baptist, is that he was coming out of the desert as well, and they kept asking him, who are you? Yeah. And, and he said, and I, th- I think it's five times, they said, when it, the, the testimony of John, verse 19, he flatly denied, I'm not the Messiah. Then he said, oh, are you Elijah? No, I am not. Knowing what you are, I am and knowing what I am not is just as important. So we talked about having some I am statements this morning. Yes. It's good to say, also include what you are not because we're, we're defining, right? Wow. And so, and, and then that determines our actions. When Moses was called to do something, he, he gave five reasons why he was disqualified. Yes. And then the Lord had to reverse those uh, and by reminding him, no, no, no you, you are a speaker and you, and you are a deliverer and you are. And so for most of us, there's a dialogue that takes place where we have to reaffirm who we are and it has to come from the word of God. Mm. Otherwise, you try and get it from an activity or you try and get it from, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, some, some, you know, uh, uh, what kind of car you ride or something like that, it will not satisfy. Absolutely. And, and the, the reality is God from, he knows us before we were formed in our mother's womb. Yes. And he's, he's, he's calling that out from the beginning. Yes. But the enemy from the day that we have our first breath is trying to steal that from us. Yes. Divert us. And that's what he did with Jesus in, in that wilderness moment. He was trying to divert his attention and draw him away. And this happens in our life. So here's the second thing I want us to talk about, honestly, is what moments in your life identify because this the Bible tells us not to be ignorant of the enemy's plans and some might even be happening right now in your life where the enemy is trying to target yeah. a part of your identity yeah, to yeah. steal it away from you what tell talk about a moment where that has happened and it might be a victory moment it might be a moment that still needs transformation totally yeah yeah but what's a moment Kelly for you what what would you say is a moment in your life where that kind of happened and, and, and God led you out of it? Well, I think there's every season that identity word gets challenged. Right. So we all have different seasons. Yeah. And when I was a young wife, when I became a mother, now I'm a grandmother, the, uh, the word that the Lord has given me is challenged in every season. And uh-huh. I just have to stand on the word that he's given to me because it's always, well, who am I now? Yeah. yeah. And... Um, Right. Even going into our next season <clears throat> and being at presence, the, you know, I just said, what's going on, Lord? And he just says, you're, you're just crossing into a new season. Uh, who do you say that, or who, yes. who, who, kind of stuck That's on okay. that. No, I who does no, God but say? Who does God say, yes. or yeah. who did he say that yeah. you were back then? You yeah. still yeah. are that now. Yes to go into that new season because your purpose or your identity is always challenged at every season you're crossing into. So that's why you need to come back to the word of God and just keep reaffirming. And you're And Lauren, you said this, but you're always either leaving the season or entering entering a new one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ask that question right now in this moment. Are you leaving a season or are you entering? What is the Lord doing? Because he's doing the work in spite yeah. of what the enemy's best right. efforts are. Right. Mm-hmm. He's looking to 
have a moment of transformation with you. Yeah, and so Psalm chapter 1 says that it doesn't matter the season. If you're planted in, by the river of righteousness, by the rivers of, or sorry, rivers of water, it yeah. says you can bring forth fruit in every season. Yes. And, but, but I tell you what will restrict the fruit-bearing part of you is if you, don't, uh, if you function out of that, the, the person from the last season, when you're in this season, yes. so you have to, you need a new revelation yeah. uh, for for the season that you're going into because it's going to be different than where you came from. Mm -hmm. The first temptation was at the desert. Yeah. The next one was in Jerusalem, so up in the city, and the next one was in the mountain. As you progress with God, mm -hmm. you need to rediscover who you are, who He is for you, and who you are in that season. That's that's actually quite a bit of work. Yeah, and you need to welcome that season as you come. And then the last season for us, you know, part of being in that, the, the, uh, the thing about naming, right? So then Jesus renamed Peter in Matthew chapter 16. He renamed him. So you are, you're no longer, um, now you're the rock. Yeah, so he says he renamed him. And so it, we're told in Revelation chapter 2 that everyone that's victorious can eat of the manna that's been hidden. And I will give each of them a white stone. And on that stone will be engraved a new name that no one knows except the one who received it. So my identity in heaven uh, I'll actually only completely discover that who I was always designed to be once I get there, but I can begin functioning like that right now. Oh, I love that. And the revelation, that, that's the word of truth that comes forth from the word, from, from God, from, his, from, from the Bible, but also in spirit, with the spirit right. speaking truth and releasing truth. Here's the final thing. As we close today, I want to encourage you all to take a moment and, and just, just wait on, on, on the Holy Spirit in this, but just wait and, and, and seek God as to what he says about you. Right. What heaven says about you. you. You spoke about this in your message, Lord. What does heaven say about you? And then I want you to share that with one another. What, and it'll be fresh in you for today. I can, I can tell you that right now as you take a moment to seek the Spirit, he will say, this is what I am saying and about you. And just to add to that, Ryan, yep. in closing for me, would be if you are not sure of what how you're to function your identity, others can actually often spot it. Yeah. So I saw in Kelly her destiny before she could see it in herself. So the people that are close to us actually, and this is part of our role as parents, is yeah. calling out the destiny of our kids. Yes. We actually can do it one to another. And what I would call accountability in the body of Christ, it's it's minimized because rather than see the destiny in others and then keep them accountable to that we actually look for faults in others and try to hold them to their earthly destiny. Mm. We should be accountable for the things, for becoming all that Christ has wanted us, called wow. us to be. And yeah. so in the room, they could probably look around because we think less of ourselves than others do many times. That's so it. That would and be that, right. And that's, that's prophesying. That's prophecy. So, so do that as well. You, you, might, yeah. you might have a revelation for yourself right now like as you're doing this, but then you might have a revelation for someone else. Yes. And so I encourage you to speak it. Mm -hmm. Hey, this has been awesome. Uh, having Lauren and Kelly has been such a treat. And so we bless you all and look forward to connecting with you soon.